I'm going to tell you about Sue Ellen Fried. Sue Ellen Fried is a grandmother. She's in her 80s. Sue Ellen's not afraid to rub shoulders with murderers and drug dealers. She spends her days teaching kindness and empathy in Kansas State's 18 prisons. Sue Ellen says, I'm addicted to personal transformation. She teaches prisoners how to build new lives by helping other people. And 90% of the prisoners that go through her program do not return to prison. There's a restaurant owner in Oklahoma who witnessed a homeless man searching through her dumpster for food. And so she put signs up all over the dumpster that said to the person going through our trash for their next meal, you're a human being and worth more than a meal from a dumpster. Please come inside for a sandwich. There's an anonymous letter writer in London, England, who leaves encouraging notes all over the place for complete strangers, leaves them all over the city, and they, they manage to, to catch this person and do a quick interview with them. And, and this is what they said. I hope to bring some warmth, comfort, and encouragement to people. And when I read them back to myself, I often find that I've written something I actually needed to hear myself. But that's how it is with unconditional giving. You always get back so much more than you give. Those stories come from this book, Your Next 24 Hours. One day of kindness can change everything. And the book poses the simple question, what if each one of us devoted just one day to being kind? What if we took just one day and we did kind things for other people? What difference could we make in someone else's life? What difference would it make in our lives? What, what difference would it make in our community? What difference could it make in our world? The, the author, Hal Donaldson, asks, asks the question of himself, what if a person was led by kindness and took his eyes off himself and focused on the needs of others, what difference could he really make? What difference could you and I make? The fruit of the Spirit is kindness. What is kindness? How do we define kindness? One of the commentaries I use a lot as I'm preparing my sermons define kindness like this. Kindness is doing thoughtful deeds for others. And I thought, you know, that's a nice start. That's a good way to start an understanding of kindness. I don't know that I wanted to end there. Doing thoughtful deeds for others. A friend of mine preached through the, the fruit of the Spirit, and he defined kindness like this. Kindness is wishing well for others, even our enemies. <laughs> that, that sounds a little harder, doesn't it? Wishing well for others, even our enemies. That sounds tough, and, and that's okay, because I think every one of us would realize I'm not there yet. But that's okay, because kindness is a fruit, and, and fruit has to grow. And so maybe we're not there yet, but we need to still allow the fruit of the Spirit to grow within us. And in fact, as, as we look at the list of the fruit of the Spirit, I think one of the things that we have to see is that there is a progression here uh, from love to joy to peace to patience and then to kindness. And what we see is that kindness is born out of patience. There, there's growth in this list of the fruit of the Spirit. You, there's a deepening as you move through it. And I don't think any of us would deny that we are the most kind when we are patient with other people. It's when we are patient 
we are able to be most kind. But it's in those moments when we have lost our patience, when someone has finally got on that last nerve, that we lose not just our patience, but we lose our kindness with those people as well. And, and honestly, that's it's something that concerns me. Because we do see a progression here. And every one of us would have to admit we are not as patient as we would like to be, right? Has anybody got a good handle on patience? I don't. And last month, I preached the entire month on patience. Every Sunday I preached, I preached about patience. And every Sunday I saw it in your eyes. I'm not a patient person. I don't want to hear about patience. I don't want to talk about patience. Don't tell me to be patient because I'm not patient. But if kindness is born out of patience, and if we hit a wall at patience, then how kind are we really? Are we truly being kind the way that God would call us to be kind? Are we truly allowing the fruit of the Spirit to grow and, and produce kindness if, if we're drawing the line at patience? If kindness is born out of patience, how kind are we really? And is our kindness genuine or is it just an act? Is it, is it even kindness if we haven't learned patience yet? I want to look at just four verses today. This is very, very quick. Romans chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. There's some big words here. I'm just going to go ahead and warn you first. There's a few big words in this text. Um, Romans, chapter, uh, Romans chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. Verse, uh, it's on page 940 in those blue Bibles in front of you. You know, last month I didn't want to spend the month beating you up about patience. That's the last thing I wanted to do was spend the entire month beating you up, making you feel like you're a loser because you, you just aren't patient enough. And I don't want to do that with kindness either. So from here, from the very start, let me say this. It's not about you. And it's not about me. It doesn't even start with us. It starts with God. And that's what Paul shows us in Romans chapter 2, verses 1-4. through 4. Paul says, Therefore, you have no excuse, O man, or, or O woman, <laughs> You have no excuse, every one of you who judges. For in passing judgment on another, you condemn yourselves because you, the judge, practice the very same things. We know that the judgment of God rightly falls on those who practice such things. Do you suppose, O oh man, you who judge those who practice such things and yet do them yourselves, do you suppose that you will escape the judgment of God? Or do you presume on the riches of His kindness and forbearance and patience, not knowing that God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance. Now he's, he's speaking of God's kindness here. But there's something we need to see for ourselves. We need to see how this applies for us as well. Verse 4, again, he said, Do you presume on the riches of His kindness and forbearance and patience, not knowing that God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance? The way it's worded there. Paul defines kindness with two words, forbearance and patience. Now, you probably don't use the word forbearance a lot. I don't use the word forbearance a lot either. It means tolerance. So when you hear that word forbearance, just think of tolerance. So Paul defines kindness with these two words, tolerance and patience. We looked at patience last month. Maybe we should look at tolerance at, at some point. Tolerance is that idea of, of self-restraint. <clears throat> and perhaps what we should think of is, is this. Patience is what we show to the situation. 
Okay? There are situations in life that, that are not easy. We show patience in those situations. Tolerance is what we show towards those individuals in our life who are not easy to get along with. Those individuals that cause us stress or cause us problems, we show them tolerance. We show patience to the situations that they cause. Now I guarantee, and I saw it, several of you bristled when I said tolerance. Because you've become intolerant of the word tolerance. It's a word that has been used to mean unquestioning acceptance of everything, right? That's what tolerance means these days. Unquestioning acceptance of everything. That is not what tolerance is. Tolerance does not mean that. But tolerance does mean that you treat people as human beings. You don't call people animals. They're not animals. They're people. They're not deplorables. They are people. You treat them with the love and respect that Jesus Christ died for them for. You treat them with that kind of love. You treat them with that kind of respect. They're not animals. You know, last weekend, I was in Cincinnati, and I, I, got, the, I got the opportunity to brag about you guys a lot. Because my friends, they don't get what we do sometimes. And they're, they're always asking me, what's, what do you do? What's, what's church about? You know, I don't know what they think we're up to, and I don't know if they always understand what we're doing. Some of them do, but... But they ask the question over and over again, what, what do you do? What, what, what's church about? What, what's, your, what's your job like? And I said, you know, we just try to love people where they are. Is that, is that fair? We, we try to love people where they are. We don't tell people, you take care of that and then we'll love you. You fix that and then we'll love you. You change this about yourself and then, or you stop changing that about yourself and then we'll love you. We just love them where they are, and then we try to love them to Jesus. That's, that's what we do. We don't insist they have to fix things first. That's not love. That's not kindness. That's not tolerance. And, and that's not Jesus. That's where we have to be very aware of our own kindness or our lack of kindness. We need to be very aware of our own kindness or our lack of kindness because our kindness points to our experience with God. When we are kind, it shows that we have had an experience with God. Uh, the point of this passage in Romans twelve is how God's, or sorry, Romans chapter two is how God's kindness has changed us. And he begins with this understanding: because God was kind to you, you have no room to judge other people. You have no room to judge others and and think that you're any better than them because what's happened is God has been kind. To you, and he begins with that understanding. You know, too often, the things that we say about other people, the things we say about other people are intended to make us look better than them. And we say, well, at least I'm not doing that, or at least I'm not like this person, or at least I haven't done that, and, and then we express what's wrong with them. Paul says we can't do that. He says in verse 2, he says, we know that the judgment of God rightly falls on those who practice such things. But do you suppose that when you judge those who practice such things and yet you do them yourself, do you suppose that you will escape judgment? And then Paul points out the one thing that's made a difference, exactly what it is that's made a difference in us, and that is God's kindness. It wasn't your goodness. It wasn't my goodness. 
It was God's kindness. God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance. God is willing to be patient with us. God is willing to show tolerance towards us. The the blessing of us being kind to others, the, the blessing of being kind is really the blessing of having an experience with a kind God. With God's kindness, who is his experience with God through through his Holy Spirit, through his kindness. It is from knowing his kindness and, and passing it on. I'm gonna drink. If anyone wants some more water, you can have some a little later. Did you know that one of the reasons, maybe, this is a this is a maybe thing. One of the reasons that Christianity may have survived the early days of the Roman Empire is because of a typo. It, they didn't have typewriters back then, so I guess they weren't called typos. Rito? I don't know what they called them. Uh, there was a Roman historian named Suetonius, and Suetonius wrote about all the things that were happening in the Roman Empire. He would talk about what was happening here, what was happening there, what happened in this battle, what happened over here with this little skirmish. And he wrote about all the different little groups that were in the Roman Empire. And Suetonius, and, and then, and then the, the heads of the empire, the, the, the people in the government would read these writings from Suetonius and they would make decisions based on what he told them. So Suetonius writes about a group of people in the Roman Empire who worship and follow a man that he called Crestos. Now, Crestos is not the Greek word for Christ. The Greek word for Christ is Christos. It's one letter off. One letter. It's like a typo. So, Christos does not mean Christ. Christ means king. Christ means the anointed one. And if the Romans had thought that, that these people were worshiping someone who set himself up as king, they would have put a stop to that. But Suetonius accidentally wrote Christos. Christos means the kind one. And so, what the Romans got was this paper this report about this group of people in the empire who worshipped a man called the kind one. And, and the Roman Empire said, well, what's wrong with that? You know, if they had known he was the Christ, they probably would have put a stop to it, but instead he was just the kind one. And there's a good chance that Christianity survived. There was less persecution in those days because who's going to complain about someone who's kind? And you know what helped? What really helped is that Christians were really kind to other people. It was an indicator of who they were. They saw that these Christians were kinder than the average person. They were kind to one another. They were kind to outsiders. It really helped that they truly were kind to people. And that's what identified them as as Christians. You remember what Jesus said? John chapter 13, verse 35. That all men will know, they will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. What's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness? That's part of it, isn't it? It tells the world that there's something different about us. As we look at the, the fruit of the Spirit, it, it's what should identify us. Like, like apples. If you see apples on an apple tree, you know it's an apple tree. If you see kindness, you know that person ought to be a Christian. It tells us about an experience that we have had with a kind and loving God. But you know, kindness should do more than just point to an experience that we have had with God. Our kindness should point others toward God. Our kindness ought to be something that leads other people to God. I think we would agree. This is not a kind world. This is not a a kind world. This is a world where bad things happen. And and you think about our community, just just our little community and all the things that happen. We've got sickness 
in our community. We have people who have accidents in our community, and the whole community reaches out. We've got cancer in our community, and the whole community reaches out. We've got a little child in the, in the hospital. And people ask the questions, why do these things happen? Why do bad things happen in, in this world? Where is this good God that you people keep talking about? They desperately need some proof that there is goodness and there is kindness in the world, and they need to be seeing that from us. That's why we do the generous bucket. That's why we, we give. That's why we do projects like Filter of Hope. That's why we support the food pantry in our community and, and we help those people in need in our community. And i got to tell you, there is so much more kindness that goes on than I could even tell you about. There are an awful lot of things that happen through this church that happen uh, anonymously. There's generosity in this church that goes uncredited on purpose because there are people who don't want credits. They want kindness to be seen. They want the kindness of God to be seen. And so Paul wrote, God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance. That's not just His kindness expressed in His patience towards you in your sin and in your screw-ups. It's not about you saying, well, God was kind to me. He didn't hit me with lightning when I did that one thing. It's about how you show God's kindness through the kind things that you do for others. How you speak God's kindness when you speak words of kindness to others. God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance. That's what we've experienced. In our sin, in our rebellion, God was kind to us. So, so what kind of behavior should that prompt in us? Verse 1 says, For in passing judgment on another, you, commend, you condemn yourself. In the very next chapter, Romans chapter 3, Paul's going to write in, in verse 23, he says, All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We've all fallen, fallen short of the glory of God. We've all sinned. So rather than condemn, rather than judge, rather than hate, rather than gossip about people, what if instead we showed kindness? What if we became instruments of God's kindness which leads people to repentance? I was in Cincinnati last week. I had a great time. In Cincinnati, Cincinnati is a fun town. Um, I ate a lot. I don't need to tell you that, but I ate a lot of food in Cincinnati. If there was a place to eat, I found it. There were some amazing places to eat in Cincinnati. Saturday evening, Saturday evening, I was taken to dinner by a company that they don't owe me anything, but out of kindness, they invited me and about 70 other people out to dinner, which was nice. I decided to take them for as much as I could. And I just, I overdid it. I mean, I ate way too much Saturday night. Didn't bring home any, well, I did bring home leftovers, I guess. I don't know. I didn't bring them home in a standard container. We were driving back to the place where, where I was staying. This is the last light. There was one light off of the highway, and then I was on the road. It was a right turn off of that red light, and it was one of those intersections where you cannot turn right on red. Irritating. Why would they? Why would they do that? I was the second person in line. There was a car in front of me. It had been a long day. I was tired. I'd been on my feet all day. I was full. I was fat. I wanted to go back to my room, which was not air-conditioned, by the way, and I wanted to go to sleep. I mean, I was, I was roughing it. There's a homeless man on the side of the road standing out there. 
And that car in front of me at that red light where you cannot turn right, I watched her roll her window down and talk to that man. And I thought, oh, don't you make me miss this green light. Don't you make me miss this green. She got out of her car, walked around to the back, looked at me and did this. And I went. And she took out her little styrofoam container of leftovers. And she handed it to that guy. While I sat behind her, saying, don't you let that light turn green, lady. That light turns green. And, I, and I'm late getting back to my bed because I'm miserable and it's been a long day. I was aggravated because of her kindness. Her kindness was, her kindness was inconveniencing me. I was frustrated. And then the next day I was frustrated that I was frustrated. I was so mad at myself. And, and I thought to myself, here I was, I was inconvenienced by someone else's kindness. Kindness that, that prompted them to share with someone who really had a need. Someone who, who really could use that food. And, and I could have brought home leftovers, but no, I ate like a pig. I ate the whole thing. And so the next day, in the middle of the day, it was hot in, in Cincinnati last Sunday. It was probably hot back here too. I'm at the middle of this busy intersection. There is nothing but concrete as far as you can see. It is not at night. There is no shade, and it's nothing but, nothing but concrete. And there on the traffic island next to me is a man holding a sign. And wouldn't you know, I'm the first one in line at that stoplight. I looked down, I was like, I got taken out for breakfast that day, you know, and I, I ate a lot. <laughs> I didn't bring anything home in a container. I, I ate it all. And I looked down, and I'm like, why don't I have a sandwich? Why, why couldn't I have at least, why don't I have a sandwich in my car? Why don't I have a, a Cliff Bar, you know, an energy bar or something right here? All I had was a bottle of water that I had already started drinking on. And I rolled my window down, I said, sir, it's hot out here, would you like this? And he took my bottle of water, and he had the gall to say, God bless you. I gave him used, not even, like, I gave him used water. Not even as clean as that stuff. And he blessed me. He blessed me for that. I have, I have failed to be kind. And I have fallen in love with this book in part because I know that I'm not nearly as kind as, as I need to be. My, my own impatience and my lack of tolerance keeps me from cultivating kindness in my life. And, and without kindness, do other people see my God? Without my kindness, can other people see the kindness of my God? Can they see His kindness? Can they see His forgiveness? Can they see the hope that He offers? I want to be a kinder person. I want us to be kinder people. I made it my commitment at the beginning of this year that I'm giving away a copy of this book every week for a year to try to encourage other people to be kind also. I'm going to give away two copies today. If you feel the need to be kinder, please come see me at the door, and let's do this together. Let's stand and pray. Father, each one of us could point to the kindness of, of just one person in our lives, and that may have, may have been something that they, they said something they did, something somehow they showed us kindness that, 
that ultimately pointed us to you. And maybe that was a parent or a grandparent. Maybe it was a friend. Maybe it was a complete stranger. Someone we barely knew. But whoever they were, they made a difference in our lives and they made a difference in our eternity. Father, we want to be that person for someone else. We want to show your kindness. Too often, our lack of patience and our thoughtlessness keeps us from being the people you've called us to be. So this week, remind us again and again of your kindness towards us. Remind us of those who through their kindness showed us what kind of a loving and forgiving God you are. And when the opportunities arise, make us instruments of your kindness this week. We place ourselves in your hands. Use us. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I always say go in peace, but go be kind this week also.